Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. Before we get to the great Nile Nickel, let's tell you about our fantastic new marketing partner over there at Transmedia Worldwide, GoFundMe.com. Search, help people and animals have a brighter future. It's a business startup to help people and animals. Tanya Schumacher is organizing this campaign. She's a God-centered missionary to make the world a better, brighter, by helping people and animals have brighter futures for generations to come. We want you to go over and help her launch this Pathway to a Brighter Future LLC. It is a brand new business. It is available at gofundme.com. Search Help People and Animals Have a Brighter Future. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. 24-7. 365, the number two internet radio program according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. We are back live here on our big broadcast, and we are going to go to the fantastic Niall Nickel. He is back with us, and uh, Niall, how are you, sir? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm just happy to be out of the land of the uh, the court system, that's all. <laughs> you know, that is... Uh... That is amazing. So you have got a lot of great stories uh, for us. What, 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 what do you have for us this week, my friend? Gosh, I'll tell you. I, I'm not even sure where to where to start. You know, the the world is so full of serious issues, like a war in Ukraine, the gas prices that require financing, uh, food prices that have us considering PB and J's as a gourmet meal. But I know that the French banning Gaming terms like esports to maintain language purity has to be a high priority. <laughs> what in the world is going on with this? So the French have decided, you know, the the language, you know, you can't corrupt it. So they have uh, they've done things like said um, you can't use certain terms in official French communications. For example, uh, if you lo- use the term live player host, um, well, you could use that in place of a streamer. Can't use streamer, but you could use live player host. Uh, you can't use pro gamer, but you could use professional player. I know that clears things up. And, of course, you can't use the term esports. You have to use the term cloud gaming. Now, I thought that this was a rather serious issue in light of all of the other issues that we had that the French decided that they needed to make this official proclamation and rule this into law for official French communications. This ranks right up there with an an email that I got from someone on one of our networks 
who said that uh, the radio industry has decided that they are no longer going to refer to podcasts as podcasts. They are now referred to as archived audio. <laughs> archived audio. <laughs> so I do like the fact you can't refer to it as esports. It has to be referred to what was it? Online community uh, gaming or something? Is cloud gaming. Cloud gaming. That's it. I, I wonder if the term senior citizens now becomes just old people. I old know. people. I mean, That's right. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I've, you know what I've heard recently, which I, I did not know that this was. Uh, apparently, this is this got to be a millennial thing. But apparently, if you are an older person and you make uh, apparently a nasty comment or something to try to uh, belittle the younger sect. You are now referred to as an old head. And I did not know what an old head was, but apparently that's a popular term now is old head. I wonder how that plays out with radio head. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Niall Nickel with us today. He joins us here on our big broadcast. So, Niall, what else do you have for us this week? Well, you know, if you happen to be a Netflix subscriber, and you happen to share your passwords with, you know, like your your kids that are in college across the country or something uh, like that. Uh, Netflix has said they're going to start charging you two ninety nine for every person outside of your household. Now you might say, well, they're not outside my household; they're just kids in college, and uh, they're saying you don't understand. We consider that, you know, living in your house with a physical domicile there. Uh, so I guess uh, they're having to rethink some of the issues because a lot of people are saying things like, uh, yeah, that's not going to work and go ahead and cancel our service. And in that case, they're making certain exceptions. But be careful if you're a Netflix subscriber and uh, you happen to travel a lot or maybe you've got kids in in college, uh, they might be charging you two ninety nine for each one of those uh, passwords that they determine are shared outside of your household. Really? <laughs> I I had seen something like this, that this was going to be, I guess, a, a thing. So it, I don't know. <laughs> you, you just, you got to be aware of these things. That's all I got to say. Uh, you know, uh, everything's going digital these days. And in Australia, they have come up with a digital driver's license. Uh, in fact, they claim it to be they more have. secure than, than the physical one you carry around in your pocket, not considering that you have to have a smartphone that's charged to be able to identify yourself. Minor detail. But it turns out that there is a, a, a certain gentleman who has said, hey, this is easily hackable published all of his hacking stuff on there, and then hacked his license to show it was possible. And uh, they said, ah, that really doesn't matter. You didn't change the real record, just what, what was displayed on your phone. And, uh, and the police would, of course, find that out without a problem at all. But nevertheless, uh, digital driver's license, who knows, might be coming to a phone near you soon. We've got Niall Nickel with us today. He joins us here on our big broadcast, coast-to-coast coast and border-to-border. Border. So what else do you have for us, sir? 
Well, one of the things, and I talked about this, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a few months ago, the state of Illinois had passed a new law that they called the Biometric Information Policy Act. And it sets limits on the collection and distribution of personal biometric data like fingerprints, iris scans, face scans, and all of that. Um, and the way that that information is shared. Well, it turns out that just since this law was passed not that long ago, uh, Google has fallen into the crosshairs and settled a lawsuit for $100 million. Facebook just settled one for $650 million. TikTok settled one for a mere $92 million. And Snapchat is in the crosshairs right now, you know, because it's so popular. But needless to say, uh, all of a sudden, these big tech companies that collect all that information and share it in ways that maybe aren't so good are getting in the crosshairs and having to pay some big fines. So they're suspecting that this might make its way across the country. Uh, the only thing that I really, uh, really hate, I, I like the fact that we're actually getting digital privacy policy, but we're getting a patchwork of policies because Congress has repeatedly failed to do anything regarding advancing any meaningful legislation to do this on a federal level. So guess what? We're going to end up with this patchwork of different state regulations uh, that these national companies are going to pay attention to. I mean, you know, all of a sudden you're talking real money in the state of Illinois and uh, eh. We're getting, uh, we're getting some results, but hopefully we'll get some national policy rather than this patchwork that looks like is popping up. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast. And border to border, it is Niall Nichols. So, Niall, what, 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 what other final story do you have for us today? Well, you know, this one's a hard one to pick as my final story. I'm going to go low and not high here. Uh, there was a sheep, and I truly mean a sheep, four-legged animal, that was sentenced to three years in prison for killing a woman. <laughs> and now, granted, this was in Africa, but this story just brought so many things to mind, like how did they handcuff the sheep? Um, it was put into a work camp, and I can only imagine that the other camp inmates were all of excited with, uh, you know, new blood showing up on the cell block there. We have got Niall Nickel with us today. Niall, thanks for doing this, my friend, and uh, I look forward to talking to you next week, my friend. You take care. Thank you, my friend. There he goes. That is Niall Nickel. Before we get to our guest, Chad Davidson, let's tell you about a brand new, fantastic marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide. If I was game, that's right. If I was president, the card game. What if you were president of the United States? Everyone has thought about this at one point or another, depending on who was president at the time. This satirical role-playing card game puts you in the thick of it with friends and family, drawing from real situations that occurred in 2020. A group appointed candidates must improvise their way to winning an election for ages 17 and up to three players or more. Check this out. 
It is absolutely amazing. You need to go to their website right now, ifiwasgame.com. Ifiwasgame.com. And for the people in the cheap seats in the back, it's the letter I, F, W, A, S, G, A, M, E, dot com. Buy it right now, ifiwasgame.com. Right now, it's Chad Davidson that's here on our big program. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Back here live here on our big broadcast. We are coast to coast. We are border to border on iHeartRadio today. We have got a great guest joining us today via the magic of the old Skip Skype, the old Skype Rooney. We've got Chad Davidson with us today. And uh, Chad, you have got a tremendous background. You've got all sorts of different things going on. Uh, give us a little bit on your background, my friend, because you, you've been doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, no, I mean, that, I mean, that's somewhat of a loaded question because, yeah, it's a little crazy on, on our end over here. But I mean, my major background is uh, I grew up here uh, nominally Christian as a, as a household here in Southern California. But uh, as time went on, I eventually became an atheist and I was really into most of my music was pretty satanic at the time that I was really into, you know, things like Devil Driver, Slipknot, Killswitch Engage and so forth. And I was really into those bands, and that was really a lot of the people that I idolized. And it actually came from one of my wrestling buddies, actually the team captain on my team, after we were out of high school and I didn't have all the things going my way, all the newspaper articles weren't being written about me anymore, that uh, he reached out to me and was like, man, you're miserable, and uh, I I know why. And he ended up sharing the gospel with me, and he gave me a video uh, titled They Sold Their Souls to Rock and Roll, and I ended up watching it. I couldn't get around the fact that we aren't just moist rob- robots moving around this earth, that there are real evil entities in this world, that, and there's really a good. And ultimately, the words of Jesus in Matthew 12:30, when he said, He was not with me is against me, I said, I want to be with Jesus for the rest of my life. And I gave my life to Christ and been trying to serve him ever since. That's fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And, um, You know, you have built quite the reputation, my friend. You have a great reputation around the world. Tell me a little bit about just the fact that you've been able to to do this like you've been able to do. Yeah, I think um, mainly it's because of the founder of Good Fight Ministries, uh, Pastor Joe Schimmel. He's been uh, such an inspiration, and I, I know for myself, coming to know Christ through him, and then being discipled by him and now being able to serve alongside of him for the last eight years. Um, It's been truly amazing. And really over, I think the last about three, three years, right before COVID happened, we, we started doing uh, podcasting and and doing a lot more videos each and every day. We, um, we had a daily podcast for a while and now we're doing about two to three videos a week. But just that, that growth of the consistency of always staying true to God's word and being consistent in our not only our approach to care about those who are lost, but also when it comes to our approach of caring about truth, uh, regardless of opinion, we never care. If someone's going to be offended, don't be offended because we're a jerk, because if we're a jerk, we're the problem, but be offended <laughs> because you don't like the truth. And if you don't like the truth, that's fine, but we're going to still preach it regardless because. I know how gravity works. If I jump off a building, uh, I'm going to splat whether or not I believe it's true. So I, I need to care about truth the most. That's awesome. That's awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. Chad Davidson joins us. He's an author. He's a producer. And he joins today here 
on our big broadcast. And um, Chad, one of the things that has been making headlines uh, fairly recently is this Doctor Strange movie, which, you know, I, I, I thought when this movie, you know, was going to be coming out, I thought, okay, this would be uh, Marvel's opportunity to do uh, a really good, like, science fiction kind of movie. And they went the other way. <laughs> it is some of the craziest stuff. Uh, it is, uh, uh, it borderlines and comes really, really close to satanic kind of stuff. That th This is just the craziest deal. T tell me a little bit about what what you've seen with, with all this. Yeah, no, it's interesting the terminology used there being satanic because the truth is even the pro Dr. Strange, pro Marvel uh, critics that are watching it, they're liking the movie and still saying they're surprised at how yeah. overtly satanic it is. And I think with that, I mean, even with us, like we cannot get around the fact that, and we have, we have a seven part series that we're putting out. We just did the the first one, the first part, which it's called Marvel and DC's War on God. And the first part was the Antichrist agenda. And part two, which will be out in the next month, is regarding Doctor Strange as a whole and his entire history, going back to his yes. days as Doctor Droom, then Doctor Druid, and so forth, before coming becoming Doctor Strange and being really so important to the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's because of his spells and so forth that they're even able to know exactly which plan they can put forth, right? Uh, in order to achieve their goals and, and stuff. And then also with the most recent Spider-Man. And then now with the first, it's not a hidden thing, with the first genre of being horror in terms of these films where you had literally on Twitter, it was trending. People were videotaping young kids at high, you know, middle school age and younger going to watch their Marvel movie and running out because they're so freaked out by it with Sam Raimi, with some of his, you know, I, I guess you would say his horror genre, you know, whether it's his evil dead or drag me to hell and some of the movies he's been involved with, but you know, that's what they're kind of going for. They, you know, started off with, you know, Iron Man and Captain America. And now it's, let's get into the horror films. And we believe without a doubt, especially if you just look up Dr. Droom, uh, and, and just the background behind him and the connections with Dr. Strange and so forth, that he really is, and I don't want to give away too much, but he really is a par parallel of the Satanist Lester Crowley, that that is exactly who this character is made out of. And I think that they have just simply tried to make occult witchcraft, a man who was a pedophile, by the way, occult witchcraft uh, to just be popularized and just be considered entertainment. Well, the one thing I find so strange about this this whole Doctor Strange thing and this and this movie is, you know, when they made Spider Man, the last Spider Man movie, was so simple <laughs> to make. You you'd put out a movie that people want to go see. You use characters that people want to see. You give a good story, and at the end of the day, you back the Brinks trucks up and you fill them with money. And I just could not understand why they decided 
you know, this Doctor Strange movie they've got out now. Let, let's just go the complete other direction and make this thing just a satanic, occult, kind of just crazy movie. No, I, I couldn't agree more, and, and it's really interesting because I know for me with the whole Marvel universe and so forth, I know, you know, I have four kids, and my son was about four years old when we started taking to see some of these films, and I didn't think much of it. Uh, there, But then, you know, when I'd see ads, and Jesus called himself the I Am, which is what uh, God, Yahweh, called himself in uh, to Moses when he was asked what his name was back uh, in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, and you would see over and over again, you know, these I am statements by people like Thanos. And all of a sudden the I am is really the evil guy. And I'm like, well, that's a problem there. And then seeing some of the connections, specifically when it comes to Doctor Strange, you know, back from 2016 and onward, I, I just got to a place at where I had to share with my own my own son, like, hey, we're, we can't be supporting this anymore. We can't be involved with this and, you know, that's really, I, I believe specifically, that's really why Pastor Joe Schimmel, who ended up doing most of the bulk of the research, almost entirely all the research for this film or for our documentary series, Marvel and DC's War on God, I believe he said the same thing. I, I can't continue to have people that are coming to our church and involved in our fellowship and so forth to pour money, as you mentioned, the Brinks truck, right? This is yeah. the biggest series. They, I mean, anything comes out with Marvel. I mean, some of the stuff like the internals flops. Uh, oh, and so yeah. Forth. And there's Morbius. and there's all sorts of things that, you know, and, and, and a lot of that is is not so much the messages or any of that. It's just because they just weren't good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you that. I, I will give you I will give you that. But I think also I think so many people need to realize and with any piece of artwork, just like with your show, my show or anything yeah. we do, we all come from a worldview that we're trying to express to other people. And if it's our worldview, we do believe it's the best one possible. Yeah. Even hypocrites like that say, oh, I just believe in coexist. They're trying to tell you it's better to just coexist and not actually care about what you believe in order to believe what they believe. Yes. And so when I read from these directors, from these comic book writers, guys like Joss Whedon, when he speaks before the Harvard Humanist Society, someone, by the way, when we talk about a moral compass, who has been proven over and over to just be a dirtbag. I mean, yes. you know, Charisma Carpenter gets pregnant on the set of Angel, you know, which was a spinoff from Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slater. And what does he do? He says, hey, you're going to get rid of it. You know, you're going to kill that baby. Uh, and, and that stuff doesn't come out for years. And this is a guy who stood before the Harvard Humanist Society and said, and by the way, he directed the Avengers. He directed, he directed the Avengers Age of Ultron. And what does Ultron have to say during that? The big evil character, the quote from Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. And this is what he said, the Harvard Humanist Society. How do we codify our moral structure without the sky bully looking down on us telling us what to do. And I believe he's doing that slowly and surely through his artwork. Well, you guys have been able to just make some incredible stuff over there with, with what you're doing. Uh, tell us about your latest film that you guys are, are, are putting together. 
Yeah, and I, you know, I'd mentioned some of it, but we're doing an entire seven-part series, uh, looking not only at the comics, and we're talking DC, we're talking Marvel. We've gone through, I mean, all the way back into the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, talking about some of the stuff in the comics, some of the stuff that was pushing the envelope a long time ago, and really what we're seeing before us now. And I mean. They literally never give us enough to talk about. They just continue over and over again. We have the newest one that's going to be coming out, and I think it's going to be a lot bigger than Doctor Strange was, and that's Thor, Thor's new movie uh, and that series with Gore the God Butcher coming out, Christian Bale playing that character. And when you look at the background of that and you look at who wrote that as well, this is an anti-God human being, without a doubt. He came up from a Southern Baptist uh, background and in all of his comics, the man who wrote this, because it's not an old comic character, this is from 2013, was the first time we've seen Gore the God Butcher. And this guy is just a polemic against the biblical God, and then it turns it on his head to kill all the other gods. And I don't believe they're bringing in an Oscar winner in Christian Bale to simply be, you know, one little couple scenes. I think this is something that the same guy who's trying to push anti-God agendas in his comics over and over again, admitted by anyone who's read them, is the same person who completely invented the character for the God Butcher. And now I believe this stuff's going to be pushed over and over again. And like I said— I believe a lot of it is to go against people to also say, yeah, I question that as well. And that's why we came out with Marvel and DC's War on God, because we don't think it's just one Doctor Strange is an evil, you know, occultist or this, that and the other. We see parallels over and over again where they're using traits of God and they're coming out against him. Well, you guys keep up the good work over there. Um, you guys have got some amazing things. How do we get in touch with you and support with what you guys are doing? Yeah, you can go to goodfight.org. That's our main hub or website. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just type in Good Fight Ministries on YouTube and subscribe. We have 144,000 subscribers on there. So we ask you, are you one of the 144,000? <laughs> and uh, we're pretty excited about that. And also, if you want to just, in, in terms of the entire series, one by one, go through it. We're going to be get, bringing them out slowly but surely. But you go to Marvel DC War on God, Marvel and DC War on God, or I'm sorry, MarvelDCExposed.com. And if you go to that website, Fantastic. you're going to see the first one and get ready for the next ones to be coming as well. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. I definitely want to do this again. You, you are fantastic. Um, I am extremely jealous of your setup, by the way, if you're watching us here on Skype. You've got quite the uh, quite the background there with the mic and all the stuff. So uh, you, you, you're amazing, brother. Well, thanks for doing this, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Chad. Thank you so much. God bless, my friend. There he goes. That is the fantastic Chad Davidson. We are going to take a brief time out. And uh, we're going to figure out what to do next if uh, if you're joining us live here on our big broadcast. Look at that. Skype locked up again. Isn't that shocking? Uh, we want to tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners over there at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are absolutely amazing. It's a great new crowdfunding project. There's Niall Nickel. Nile, hold on, my friend. Okay, let's do this. Let's start this over. 
There is a great new crowdfunding project currently being financed via the crowdfunding platform Kickstarter. It's an easy access, professional-grade online music editor that works with MIDI. That's right, MIDI. It can store, print, and playback simple or complex music. You can search for Music Jotter, the music notation software. Compose music online. On there to check it out. It's well worth a look. An incredible new marketing partner with us today at Transmedia Worldwide, Virtual PBX. It provides affordable business phone plans for entrepreneurs that need a way to connect to their customers. Never give out a personal phone number ever again. We offer business telephone numbers, call forwarding, professional greetings, business texting, video conferencing, and so much more. Plans start at $14.99 a month. Go to virtualpbx.com. That's virtual, pbx.com. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Back to the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show on the network. Back here live on our big broadcast, we have got a great guest with us today. The fantastic Linda Radke is with us. She is regarded as an expert on children's books at uh, what age should we start reading to children? Uh, I've heard one report that some women start reading while they're pregnant. And uh, Linda joins us today here on the telephone. Linda Radke, Story Monsters, Inc. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. I always love talking with you. So tell me a little bit about at what age should we start reading to children and getting children around books and all these things. Well, while I'm, that's not my expertise, there is no time like even talking to them like you just mentioned. When the woman is pregnant and carrying that sweet child, there's no time like then. <laughs> We've got Linda Radke with us today, Story Monsters, Inc. And uh, Linda, there, there is a lot going on with Story Monsters, Inc. Tell us a bit about what, what's been going on lately. Well, there's a lot of exciting things happening. Of course, we have our magazine, Story Monsters, Inc., and every month there's new great interviews, books that are reviewed, a lot of great things for parents, for teachers and librarians. And we are also involved in publishing and producing and marketing new books. Some of the books are new. Some of the books are, are timeless, and we're helping market them. But like, for example, we have a new book coming out called Finding Joy by Raven Howe. And to me, it's always a difficult time and a challenge explaining the loss, not only actually to a child, but actually to anyone, you know. But this book is so sweet, and it addresses a very sensitive issue and it is and while it focuses on the loss of a pet it could really apply to a loss of anyone whether it's in a child's family or whether if what's going on in the world and there's all these losses that are so very difficult to explain the book gives hope and it does it on the level for a, a young child 
We have got Linda Radke with us today, Story Monsters, Inc., and uh, she joins us here on our big broadcast. So you guys are based in Arizona. Um, What has been the reaction to uh, Story Monsters, Inc. all these years? You know, just a tremendous amount of support and love for Story Monsters on all levels. We have Story Monster, who is our mascot and who is invited, for example, each year to the Payson Book Festival. He's been invited, and again, he's this lovable, big, giant, uh, lime green story monster that kids of all ages embrace. And it's just a way of bringing love to literacy, and not only to encourage children of all ages to read, but to the adults, the parents, the teachers in in their lives to also encourage them to read. And so whether it's the Tempe Book Festival, the Payson Book Festival, we've been invited to the Children's Phoenix Museum when Christy Yamaguchi was there several years ago with Larry Fitzgerald. Again, it just brings out the love of reading. That's awesome. It is Linda Radke. She joins us today here in our broadcast, the president and publisher of Story Monsters, Inc., she joins us from Arizona. She has written best-selling books in her 35-year career in publishing as well. So talk to us a little bit about some of the different books you've written over the years. Well, you know, it's been a while because my focus always shifts to other authors and other publishers. But like, for example, I wrote The Economical Guide to Self-Publishing, How to Produce and Market Your Book on a Budget. And I think that The subject is timeless, and the reality is is knowing the steps to take and knowing when it's okay to cut certain corners financially, but cutting the wrong corners could ultimately cost you sales, it could cost you reviews, and it could take all that hard work and put it down the drain. And, you know, I think you'll find in any author, any publisher that has worked with me during the past, actually now it's 37-plus years, that my philosophy has always been to do it right or not do it at all. And sometimes I will have somebody contact me, and they, they have this book. It's their, they put their heart and soul into it. But unfortunately, they didn't work with a professional editor. They didn't work with a professional illustrator. And then they contact me, and they want me to help them market and promote it. And I say, as much as I would love to help you, I think you need to go back a few steps. And so sometimes they end up having their books redone or revised. Or it's so obvious to some to look at a cover design and see when it's not professionally done and I would rather they hear that from me or my team than from the outside world from a librarian or a teacher or a book buyer so again I think one of the best things they can do is take the experience and the advice from those who have been there and done that (laughs) that's awesome it is Linda Radke she joins us today here on our big program, she has a fantastic career in publishing. 
she uh, has been talking about uh, all, all the different uh, pieces of business when it comes to publishing. So talk to us about the publishing firm and, and everything that you're involved with there. Well, listen, thank you for asking. When I first started my company, it was five-star publications. And about eight years ago, I shifted it to Story Monsters, LLC, and shifted it into the focus on children's books. And basically, when somebody comes to us, they might come to us and say that they need help with their manuscript. We offer an evaluation, or the evaluation may end up saying, you know what, it needs editing, it needs revision. Conrad Storad is not only one of my incredible authors, but one of our trusted editors and evaluators. And he says, you know, that that art is often writing and rewriting and rewriting until you get it right. <laughs> and, and the truth is, is sometimes that's a hard pill to swallow after an author has put in a lot of time. But if they take our advice, and not everyone does, not everyone does, because it's a little too close to home, and they feel that what they've done is absolutely just right the way it is. But if we feel it doesn't have a winning chance, then we say, you know what, we wish you all the luck, and we understand that you might not agree with everything we're suggesting, but we're concerned if you move forward the way it is, that ultimately, ultimately you're going to come back knocking on our door for help. <laughs> it is Linda Radke. She's with us today, Story Monsters, Inc. She joins us here on our big program. So tell us about some of the different authors and some of the different folks you work with. Absolutely. Like right now, we're working with Cynthia Kern O'Brien on a new book. She has other books that she has also published, but she contacted us and wanted help on her new book. And we were absolutely delighted to work with her. So right now it's a work in progress. And basically what we're doing is that we're right now, the editing done is done, the proofreading is done, the book cover has been designed, and we're working on illustrations. And one of the things that we also do is we do performance puppets to go along with books. So we've just surprised her with uh, three performance puppets for her to use with the Marky book. One is the Marky character, this very cute red-headed uh, little fairy and big glasses and this adorable Japanese caterpillar. And again, this is all helping as you move forward and market a book. Fantastic. It is Linda Radke. She's with us today here on our big broadcast. So take take us through what it's like to uh, to to put the book together, to market it, everything. Give me all these details. Absolutely. The first thing, in my opinion, is the manuscript needs to be evaluated. It needs to be evaluated for the intended reader and audience because we have people come to us over the years and they hand over a manuscript with 3,500 words. They want it beautifully illustrated and they want it for young children. And one of the first things that we talk to them about is 
the readability level, and the editor will be the first one to say, you really need to condense that down to no more than 1,000 words. And sometimes it takes many, many drafts before you get there. So the evaluation, making sure you have the right word count, then you're going to have editing done, then you're going to have it proofread. And one of the things I would like to emphasize is the proofreading should be done from someone other than the editor. Again, two different sets of skills. Once the editing is done, the proofreading is done and approved by the author, then we're going to go into having um, a storyboard created by one of our incredible illustrators. And with that said, the the person that's doing the illustrations is going to come back and make suggestions of the type of illustrations to appear on each page. He or she will do some rough drafts, and it's going to be a back and forth. It's going to go back to the author for her to, the author to comment. And then once there's a feel for it, the author has a chance to share his or her ideas, and I'm going to focus on the main character now because we like to have the book cover designed first because, and this all goes back to marketing, when we're ready to have reviews for the book, and maybe the interior's not ready yet, but you see this great cover design. It lets you know, number one, it's professional, depending on the topic that it's fun. Maybe there's a little bit of craziness added to it. And again, it's all for marketing. And then it allows the illustrate. Then once the illustration is approved, one of the things I want to emphasize is giving each professional artistic freedom to do their job. If you are going to micromanage these professionals on our team, you're really not going to be allowing them to do what they do best. And Jeff Yash is one of our phenomenal illustrators. We've worked with different ones over the years. And some of our illustrators not only work for us, they also work for Disney. But again, so then the illustrations are done. We then work on a media kit. I'm always encouraging an author to have their ducks in a row. So that when someone like you comes along and says, boy, I'd like to interview you. I want to know more about your book. Well, we have a, a media kit created. We have samples on our website at storymonsters.com to show samples of different media kits we've created. And once again, it is a back-and-forth situation for an author to feel ownership of their book and the ideas. So we go ahead and do the first part of it. Our media kit includes an author bio sheet. Let's say up to a dozen questions or so for members of the media to ask. Descriptions about the book. A 400-word news release. And going back to the descriptions, you never know when someone's going to want a 10, 15, 25, or 50-word description Zap, you have it done. You have your ducks in a row. You don't have to scramble at the last moment to have it done. Once again, the author approves it. So now you have a media kit, 
And that takes me to another area, a website. These are wonderful tools from a media kit that can be added to your website. We do create websites. Our focus has been and will continue to be just books. And there are samples of websites we've created by going to our website. We then work on a website. Because the reality is this. Again, if you're going to be interviewing one of our authors and you haven't had a chance to receive a physical copy of the book, maybe a PDF file, you're going to be able to go to their website and you're going to be able to read about it. You're going to have suggested questions. And once again, it's a smart marketing decision to have these tools created during the process. And, of course, there are a lot of other things that can be done to market and promote the book. I am just touching upon some of the things. And the conversation when I'm doing a consulting session is going to give the author ideas. Here's ideas on how to market and promote your book. These are things that we could help do. Once again, our strengths are in marketing and promoting children's books to teachers, to librarians, and to parents. And I think it's important that regardless of who you hire, that you want to make sure that they have experience and expertise in the marketplace that you're pursuing. Fantastic. Do you have any questions? No, you got you you covered it all there, my friend. You covered it all. Um, Linda, before we let you go for today, how do we get in touch with you and Story Monsters Inc. and, and all the various authors that you guys represent? Thank you so much for asking. A couple of things. Storymonsters.com to learn about all of the services we offer to help you produce, promote, and market a children's book. Story Monsters Inc., and that's I-N-K, StoryMonstersInc.com to subscribe to Story Monsters Inc., and it's only $5 a year for a 12-month digital subscription. And if you have any questions, you can reach me at Linda at StoryMonsters.com. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, Linda, thanks for doing this, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Have yourself a blessed day, my friend. There she goes. We've got more coming up. Before we get to our next guest here on our big broadcast, we want to tell you about our fantastic new marketing partner over there at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks are amazing. The obvious choice. Let's tell you a little bit about these folks. They've got an incredible, incredible company. They're about amazing health, wellness, beauty products, but they're also about amazing community of over 46,000 people who have been helped to achieve major milestones with these folks, and they are absolutely amazing. Check it out today. Let's talk a little bit about these folks. They are fan freaking tastic. That's right. They have got some incredible, incredible things on their website. They are just amazing. They're, they are the best tasting collagen protein. You can get 20% off and two free gifts right now. Claim your offer at myobvi.com. They've been recognized by BuzzFeed, Business Insider, Forbes, Vogue, 
They're absolutely amazing. OVI compares to the competition. They stack up, and they, in fact, stack on top of the competition. They are so good. They've got flavors to satisfy any sweet tooth, fruity cereal, chida cereal, coca cereal, and marshmallow cereal. You can get 20% off right now with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee with free returns at myobvi.com. And in two weeks, you're going to see longer and stronger hair, glowing skin, you're going to lose that stubborn weight, stronger nails, and reduced joint, bone, and muscle pain. Get that 20% off right now on a 30-day satisfaction guarantee with free returns over there at myobvi.com. Results-driven and transparent formulation. They are amazing. Go get it right now. And you can get an additional 20% off with the code SUPER20. Do it right now at myobbi.com. 365, the number two internet radio program according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. We are back live, coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. Get a hold of us online at JiggyJaguar.com. That is your best spot to see what we are up to. Thanks for making some time for us today here on our big program. And, of course, as we move forward, we cannot be referred to as a podcast anymore. According to the radio industry, I am now known as Archived Audio. I don't know what an Archived Audio is. I don't know where an Archived Audio works, and I don't know what an Archived Audio does. But we are going to go to Frank Fernuccio. From USA Gov Policy, he is going to join us here on our big program. We will chat with Frank about the uh, all the different things going on in the world around us. James, how are you? How are you, Frank? We have got the fantastic Frank Fernuccio joining us today. Now, uh, Frank, one of the big stories is increasing moves of hostility as China is now sending 30 warplanes into the Taiwan air defense zone. What can you tell us about this, my friend? There's a lot going on here. There is indeed. And, of course, it's a process called softening. You know, when you want to eventually launch an invasion against uh, another country, uh, but you don't obviously want the other side to know when that's going to be or to be unprepared, you constantly do these probing maneuvers so that when the real invasion does occur, the other country thinks, well, this is just another one of those threatening moves that they're always doing, but it's never followed up by anything, so we're going to take any preventative measures. It's just too costly and too much of a bother. I believe this is exactly what China is doing with Taiwan. And by the way, China has a history of doing this. If you recall, China has also, and Russia, have also been sending a lot of bombers uh, above Japan or close to Japanese territorial waters. And they've even done that to our Alaskan border. So this is a process the Chinese, the Russians have used constantly so that when the real thing does occur, you'll think it's just another threatening move. It doesn't really mean that war is imminent. But eventually, war will be imminent. That will be the result. And you assume that the Taiwanese will be unprepared at that point 
for the simple reason that they will think this is just another one of those practice runs. We've got Frank Vernuccio with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. So, the uh, the Clinton crime family seems to have gotten away with it again. What, 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 what do you think about all this latest news? Well, before I, criticize, before I criticize Hillary Clinton again, let me precede that by saying any reports of my suicide are unwarranted. <laughs> yes. You're absolutely right, and it is becoming a nationwide issue where prominent Democrat politicians who break the law in one fashion or the other seem to be immune from prosecution. Uh, In New York, to take a small local example, uh, the wife of the mayor apparently absconded with about $800 million. Let me repeat that figure, $800 million. It was meant to go to a program to uh, address the issue of mental illness in the city streets. Uh, The money completely vanished. In the case of Hillary Clinton, you have to assume that the Clinton Foundation, with its vast financial resources, somehow finds a way to prevent these issues from going forward. In the case, the particular case of the Sussman trial just concluded in New York, where Sussman, the lawyer for the Clinton campaign, uh, was acquitted of uh, lying to the FBI, we look at the jury selection. And the jury selection included people who were heavy supporters of Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party. Now, I've been a long time since I graduated law school, but from what I understand, that when you have people who are already going into a trial biased in one direction or the other, as those jurors obviously were, then, in fact, you have to get other jurors. The fact that the judge didn't demand that it happens means we have to take a look at the qualifications of that judge. We have got Frank Fernuccio with us today, USA Gov Policy. He joins us here on our big program. So, Frank, uh, another big situation is this banning handguns or whatever in Canada. What, 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 what do you make of all that? Fascinating because it is the absolute script that I think the folks who are in favor of continuing the Second Amendment have always warned about. There's a lot of discussion, you know, should we ban this type of weapon or that type of weapon? The problem is, if you probably had an absolute ironclad guarantee that if you eliminate the legality of one type of weapon, that they'll never come back and bother you about other weapons, that you might actually get some kind of compromise. Whether it would be good or not, I couldn't tell you. But clearly what Canada is showing is that this is not just a move to eliminate one particular class of weapons. It's a move to completely eliminate down here in the United States all Second Amendment rights. That's where this is leading, and that's why this debate is so fierce. It is a tremendous guest of this today. Of course, our good friend Frank Fernuccio joins us, USA Gut Policy, and he's with us today here on our big program. So, Frank, what are some other stories that are going on out there? Well, there are a number, of course, as Russia and China continue to, China in particular, continues to massively increase the power and stretch of its military. We continue to see the Biden administration calling for a Pentagon budget that actually reduces its spending power. It's phenomenal. We're also starting to see, as the summer comes in and you're going to have rolling blackouts in places like California, continuous attacks on American energy independence under the Biden administration as California gets blackouts 
blacked out more and more because of a lack of energy. As Americans continue to go broke trying to pay those ridiculous prices at the gas pump, um, you're going to see more debate about whether what the Biden administration has done to American energy dependence is something that really deserves a much closer scrutiny. Only 20 percent of our energy can be re- reduced by things like gas or by by solar, sorry, or wind. Um, where's the other 80 percent going to go to if you continue to attack fossil fuels? We have got Frank Bernicchio with us today. Frank, as we wrap up here with you, how do we uh, see the TV program or, any, or hear the radio program? If your local station doesn't carry the Vernuccio Novak Report or the American Political Zone TV show, uh, you can always get them the unedited, unscripted, uncommercialed version at usagovpolicy.com. Fantastic. Well, Frank, I will talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to it, James. Appreciate it. There he goes. That is Frank Vernuccio, USA Gov Policy. And that will wrap it up here. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.